this morning we're going to be talking about the coming season for martyrs. The coming season for martyrs. We are Americans, and there are times when our American perspective can cloud our understanding of biblical prophecy. Our American perspective can get in the way of us properly discerning what is going on in different parts of the world. The current crisis in Afghanistan being a case in point. When this crisis first started to appear on our media, we were flooded with images of tragedy and the poverty of the Afghanistan people, and this aroused our compassion, rightfully so. It's sad what's going on over there. Compassion is good, but we must understand that there are going to be people who will die for Christ. Um, we're reaching a point in time when that is going to come to America. And the reality of this is, this is not only affecting the Afghanistan people, but it's going to be affecting us. So, we are often not aware of the sufferings of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Many of them will have their heads cut off. Many will be shot. Many will be starved to death for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is the reality of what it is to serve the Lord. You know, Christ's call himself was to lay down his life for his friends. So there is an expectation that we may have to do that ourselves. You know, fortunately, over the last five, six hundred years, <clears throat> we have not had to do that here in America on a large scale. But what if that were to start occurring? Would you turn from Christ? Would you walk away from him? In some regions of this country, Christianity is popular. You know, it's the, the club thing to do. You know, it's uh, something that you can put as a badge on your, on your chest and say, I'm, I'm a Christian. And even recently here, there's the the patriots and the conservatives. And, you know, we're all standing up saying that we're going to defend our rights. But now that the rubber meets the road and it could cost you your life, is your commitment still going to be here? Is your commitment going to be still such that you honor the gospel? Some things to think about in this hour. <clears throat> Perspective. We must not let our American compassion override biblical prophecy that must be fulfilled. American politics is working right now, and I want to caution everyone to really seek the Lord for direction as you pray. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors that is going on right now. And some things that look like they're going for us, going for Christians, going for the conservative viewpoint, are really another trap that the enemy is laying up trying to get us to walk into. And we need to have discernment in this hour. And we need to understand that sometimes there's things that are going on behind the scenes that God has pre-set up in order to accomplish his purpose 
we need to understand that the things that are happening in our nation are stepping stones to bringing America into alignment with the rest of the world. What do I mean? I mean that at times our media and government officials are being used by the enemy to change our belief systems. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but there was a point in time in the United States <clears throat> where the Congress, the House of Representatives, and the Senators would never do anything to come against the nation of Israel. You know, it was that strong. Everyone had that strong biblical belief. But now there is a population within our Senate that's 23% that is in favor of breaking ties with Israel. So something has shifted. Something has changed. We have people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib who are making movements within our Congress for them to enact legislation against our covenant with Israel, our agreement with Israel. So if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss those types of things. The reason why this ties to being martyred is because the ideology of this country is being changed from the inside out. Our beliefs in Christianity are being challenged and they're being erased. They're being removed from our, our history books. They're being removed from our churches. They're being removed from the people of God. And this is something to be concerned about. And if you don't know why you're serving Christ, if you don't understand why you have a relationship with God, it would be easy for you to question, why do I have to die for him? Why do I have to give my life up for him? I find it fascinating that our media right now at this moment is really holding Biden accountable for what he did in Afghanistan. This is a media who completely ignored everything that he's been doing up until this point. Even the last 42 years of his uh, political existence. They've, they've, they've ignored his son. They've ignored his ties to China. They've ignored his ties to Russia. Why now all of a sudden is it important for Afghanistan to be something that they hold him accountable for? Something is wrong with this. And we need to open our eyes. But we also need to not just jump into what they're doing. We, we really need to take account of what's going on. Because are we going to be party to helping them get rid of him? Are we going to be party to having them say, okay, it's time for the 25th Amendment. And they bring in Kamala Harris. This is the reality that we're facing right now. So, again, we have to watch what's really going on. Something is wrong with this and we need to be praying about this. The enemy has told us what his plan was from the very beginning of Biden's administration. Even before that, the enemy started out talking about the 25th Amendment, 
they started this because they were trying to say that President Trump was incompetent and unable to run the country. Now there's a possibility that they will try and use this against Biden. We have to be paying attention. Isn't it amazing that the love for Biden is dwindling down? I want you to look at this on your own. Watch the reporting. Watch how it's changing. What are they really trying to accomplish? And then look at the bigger picture. The enemy is working at pushing the United States into a scenario where the people will say that Biden is incompetent. The enemy is working to install Kamala Harris as president. I'm not saying I want to see this happen. I don't. But we need to be aware of what's going on so that we can be praying in the will of the Father. Not our own will, not our own political parties' affiliations' wills, but what the will of the Father is for this country. It's very, very important at this given time. Now, from the beginning of time, we have been in a battle with the Antichrist spirits who have been trying to create opportunities for themselves to gain power. They want power to make us a part of the whole world system where there's one world government, one world money system, one world church. This is an active uh, program that's working in the background today. You need to be aware of this. You need to understand this. Eventually it is going to happen according to biblical prophecy. But if there's a delay in the timing, we need to be in prayer so that that delay comes, comes to pass. And again, there's, there's some things that we look at from our perspective as saying America has to be great. America has to be prosperous. But there are some things that are in the Bible that say Israel is God's chosen people and Israel is the one that God has ordained to lead the entire world. Perspective. In this past week we have learned that the role that was played by the United States in Afghanistan so far, we have lost 13 of our soldiers due to mismanagement on the part of Biden. We have betrayed our own people who were working for us in Afghanistan and those people who were helping us militarily while we operated in Afghanistan. We made promises to them that we have not kept. There has been loss of life and more loss of life is coming. Look at who is being transported over here from Afghanistan. It is not women and children. 90% of the people that are coming over here on those planes coming into Virginia are military-aged men. They're going right to our military bases. They're observing all of our military practices. They're being given access to these locations that you and I would not have access to. In the name of peace, in the name of making themselves look good because they're trying to establish that 
we are, quote-unquote, doing something to help the Afghanistans. Who are these men that they're bringing over here? What is their background? What is their history? When you look at these countries, Afghanistan is 99% Islamic. 99% Islamic. What is their beliefs? If you don't understand what Islam is about, there is no love for Christianity or the Jewish people. No love whatsoever. The plan is to destroy us. So we're willingly opening up our doors, opening up our assets, bringing people here who do not like us, who want to destroy us. Do we know if these people have been pre-programmed to start bombing us and attacking us on our own land? Have we done the vetting, the investigations to find out what their background is, what their history is? No, we, we really have not. So if this really is a humanitarian crisis, why are we not bringing the women and children over? Something to think about. More loss of life is coming. We are dealing with major spiritual warfare going on right now. This warfare is on a level that has never been seen before. We must not use humanistic or conventional wisdom. We must use the wisdom of God in each and every situation from this moment forward. The battle that we're facing is real. It's a battle between light and darkness. The church must step up and be God's voice in this season. Tell the truth no matter what, no matter how ugly it is, and then be prepared to die with Christ. Because there are going to be people who will come against you for saying that Islam is a religion that hates Christians and Jewish people. They're not going to like that. They're not going to like the fact that you're calling them out on their history that they've had for thousands of years. This cannot be sugar-coated. It cannot be covered up. This is the reality of who they are. And the more that we play with this, the more that we pretend that it's not there, the greater danger we are in, here in the United States. What I really need for you to understand is that when you're dealing with the Antichrist spirit, all different types of religions join themselves together against Christianity. They join themselves together against following God. Atheists as well. Because it's driven by the same spirit. It's driven by Satan. The church must step up and be God's voice in this season and tell the truth, no matter how ugly it is. 
we have been dealing with a very aggressive form of the Antichrist spirit since 2008. The entire world makes up the Babylonian religion and the system created by Satan in opposition to God. All that exists in the world, which is not of God, falls under the control and evil influence of Babylon, Satan's empire. So if you're not serving God, you're serving the system of Babylon. You're serving Satan's empire of Babylon. You cannot walk between the two. Either you serve God or you serve mammon. It's, it's really that simple. People want to make it more complicated than that. People in the church want to tell you that there's many different paths to God. There's many different paths to finding enlightenment and truth. But there's not. There's only one. And that path comes through the one and only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. There's, there's no other way. If you try to go over the gates, you're going to be cast out. It's clear in scripture about this. It's very clear. But the waters have been muddied by the church who want to be loving, who want to be portrayed as being kind, who want to be portrayed as being inclusive, and we're missing the bigger picture of what's really going on. Let's look at Revelations chapter 18 verses 1 to 8. Revelations 18 verses 1 to 8. After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. This is talking about all of the nations of the world who have been in agreement with the Babylon system. Who are in agreement with the Antichrist spirit who says no nation should have borders around its country. You should be open and you should allow anyone to come in. These are practices that are being taught right now. For the globalist society. It's wrong. That America has a lot of money. It's okay for China to have a lot of money. It's okay for Russia to have a lot of money. But because America has a lot of money. It's wrong. So therefore we must take from America. And give to the rest of the world. These are, are thoughts. These are patterns. Or behaviors that are going on right now in the world. And this is why we're being targeted. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render, her, render to her 
just as she has rendered to you and repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed mix double for her in the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously in the same measure give her torment and sorrow for she says in her heart I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow therefore her plagues will come in one day death and mourning and famine and she will be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her this here is telling us that when all is said and done everyone who came into agreement with the Babylon system who came into agreement with Antichrist is going to be judged and right now it looks like they're getting away with the things that they're doing it looks like they're allowed to commit these uh, tortures and rapes and abuses of people but they're not going to be allowed to get away with these things the Antichrist represents far more than a different Jesus it is a worldwide spiritual power and system which entraps it's meant to entrap you and to bring you into the world the Antichrist is a veritable Egypt that sucks people back into sin how often did the Hebrews want to go back into captivity and bondage after God took them out of Egypt it, it's amazing they went back and forth into sin the flesh makes bondage look appealing at times in the church the spirit manifests through constant deception and the distortion of doctrine the distortion of teachings you know like we were talking about earlier there you know the teaching that there's only one way to get into God and that is through Jesus Christ there's only one door seducing spirits entice groups into following leaders who seem to be charismatic and natural this spirit works to twist the true gospel of the kingdom into a worldly religion of prosperity and good works this spirit works to twist the true gospel of the kingdom into a worldly religion of prosperity and good works do you know that those who practice Islam believe that if they do enough good deeds that gives them the right to gain entrance into heaven this is what they believe there are some people in the church who believe this I don't really have to serve the Lord from the depth of my heart but I can give all of the money that I have I can do good to the poor and this will gain me access into heaven these things are not true you have to give your heart to the Lord and then you have to follow him and do exactly what he tells you to do first John chapter 2 verses 18 to 22 little children it is the last hour and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would have continued with us but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us verse 20 
but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. You are going to find, as a major practice of those who follow Islam, they deny the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. They deny that he is the begotten, the only begotten Son of God. One of their major tenets is God does not begot. He doesn't have a begotter. It's impossible for him to do that. So therefore, there's no claim to God. They believe this at the very core of their being. These are all lies that the enemy is telling them and trying to convince them so that he can take them into the pits of hell with them. There are so many other deceptions out there. If you follow Buddha, if you follow Hare Krishna, if you follow um, some of the denominational religions that are out there, in their practices, you also will find yourself in the same place as Islamists. It, it really is very simple. But there's so much deception that the enemy has planted through teachings that are false and that are twisted just a little bit that they want you to miss the simple truth of what God is doing. 1 John 4, verses 1 to 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Second John verse 1, verses 7 to 11. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves, that we do not lose those things we work for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine... Do not receive him to, into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. So is some of the practices of the church right now legitimate? Based upon what we just read? We have to be loving and accepting of everybody? This scripture here just tells us that no we don't. If we know that they're teaching false doctrine, they're doing false doctrine, we need to stay away from them. Why? Because these things are going to corrupt us. They're going to have us believing the same things that they believe. 
I know that this seems contrary to our American version of love. This seems contrary to the things that we're being taught right now from some people in the church who just say, just love them and come in, come, let them come on in. If you look at this practice that we're doing right now with the Afghanistan people, who again, we're putting on planes and we're bringing them into our country, they already have the mindset, they've been trained since babies to not like us. It's not going to change. It's not going anywhere. This has been thousands of years of their belief system. It's not going anywhere. The prefix anti means instead of. And therefore we can see the spirit of Antichrist brings a different Christ from the one found in God's word. It's a deception that creates a false Jesus. One need not look far to find a different Jesus. We need to be aware not only of the physical world, but of the demonic power behind it. Beyond everything in the world that is not of God hides a demonic power, the Antichrist spirit. So if you're not in the spirit of God or of the spirit of God, you're being operated by the Antichrist spirit. Whether it's operating you to be an atheist, or if it's operating you to be an Islamist, or a Buddhist, or whatever other false religion is out there. That is the spirit that is controlling you. And that is the spirit that is going to attack Christianity and Judaism. Beyond everything in the world that is not of God hides a demonic power, the Antichrist spirit. Every time we touch the things of the world, we touch the demonic power of the Antichrist. Now, I don't know if, can you blow this up a little bit? I meant to tell you that earlier. This here is a map of Afghanistan. <clears throat> Sorry. If you look up under the word Afghan, the, the big word Afghanistan, you'll see Iran to the left, right there. And then right next to that is the country of Afghanistan to the right. Below that is Pakistan. And then further to the right is China. So. Afghanistan's population is 99.7% Muslims, which makes 89% Sunni and 10% Shia Muslim. Iran's population is 99.4% Muslim, made up of 90% Shia and 9% Sunni, which I kind of found ironic. How does one country have the exact opposite number of people who are Shia versus Sunni. Pakistan has a population 96% Muslim, 90% of it are Sunni, and 6% are Shia. Shia, sorry. The Taliban is 
made up of Sunni Muslims. Al-Qaeda is made up of Sunni Muslims. ISIS is made up of Sunni Muslims. They're following and they're fighting each other all the time. Let's look at what Sunni Muslims breakdown is. Sunni means tradition and Sunnis regard themselves as those who emphasize following the traditions of Muhammad and of the first two generations of the community of Muslims that followed Muhammad. A number of movements to reform Islam have originated mainly in the 20th century. Some are limited to one country and others have a broader influence. Most are Sunni movements such as the Wahhabis, the Muslim Brotherhood, and Jamaat i Islami. Shiite Muslims comprise 10 to 16 percent of all Muslims. Shiites are the party of Ali who believe that Muhammad's son-in-law Ali was his designated successor, Imam, and that the Muslim community should be headed by a designated descendant of Muhammad. Three main subgroups of Shiites are Twelvers, Seveners, and Fivers. The last group, which is a smaller group, are Sufis. They are Islamic mystics. Sufis go beyond external requirements of the religion to seek a personal experience of God through forms of meditation and spiritual growth. A number of Sufi orders comparable to Christian mon monistic orders exist. Most Sufis are also Sunni Muslims, although some are Shiite Muslims. Many conservative Sunni Muslims regard Sufism as a corruption of Islam, although most still regard Sufis as Muslims. Now, I wanted to make this breakdown and this distinction so that you could kind of understand what's going on within that country itself in Afghanistan. So the numbers that was quoted earlier was 89% Sunni, 9% uh, Shia. These two factions and groups fight amongst themselves, which the United States got itself involved in after 9-11, and we went in there and we were trying to protect the Shias that were there. This is something that, you know, has, has brought us a lot of hatred because we've been interfering in the Islamic world in their own personal problems, in their own personal uh, tragedies. So when you look at this and how they both are fighting against each other, one of the common things is to just let them sort these things out for themselves because it's a, it's a part of their own religion, their own makeup. When we're dealing with Christianity, we're looking to bring them salvation, to bring them uh, into Christ, and to bring them into you know, the Spirit of God. But sometimes that Antichrist spirit is so strong, it will not break. It will not break because they have decided that they're not going to follow God. And we have to be aware of this. We have to be aware of this to the point that we use wisdom and discernment to know exactly what is going to go, go on.
inside of there. We have Christians who are there who are committed to trying to win them to the Lord and to the Christ. But those Christians are meeting with the opposition that they're meeting. And they're finding themselves in positions where they are being martyred at this given time. This has been going on for a long time. A, a very long time. I want you to think about this. I want you to really understand these things that are going on right now. Because it's not an easy fix that can, can be had. The easiest fix would be for them to surrender to Christ and to allow Christ to have full and complete control of their lives. But we know from Scripture that there are people who will not surrender themselves to Christ. They are going to refuse. We cannot let that stop us from serving God. And we have to be even more committed to serving God than they are. Let's go to John chapter 15, verses 18 to 27. And I want you to see this because this is scripture, and this is something that Jesus wanted you to know so that you could understand how to pray and how to interact. Verse 18, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world... The world will love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Verse 26. But when the helper comes whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So there's coming a rejection of us as Christians from the Antichrist spirit that is operating from people in the world. You probably are not aware of it right now because we, we are here in America. We're, we're somewhat free. We're somewhat enjoying the freedoms of religion here. But they're trying to change that. They're trying to end that right now. For those who are spiritually discerning, you know when you encounter someone who has an antichrist spirit. You are either attacked physically or spiritually by the spirit that is within that person. 
And this isn't the person doing this. This really is the demons that are working behind the person. And you, you need to understand that this is a part of you being saved. This is a part of you having a relationship with the Lord. And we don't go back and hate them because this is happening. We still choose to walk in love. We still choose to turn the other cheek and do what Christ would do in this particular situation. But God doesn't want us to be blind and assume that every one of these people who carry the Spirit are going to turn to Him. They're not. They're not. And in these cases and situations, you may become a martyr because they may... Uh, allow that anointing that is in them, the demonic anointing that is in them, to kill you. I, I know this is different, but your, your eyes have to be open to what's really going on right now. There are things that are happening that you're not being told. And you, you must be aware. You must be made aware. You must see the truth for what it is. The spirit that is not of God is actively fighting against the spirit that is God. Sometimes you can be driving down the highway and someone who has an antichrist spirit can attack your vehicle. These are things that really, really happen. You're minding your own business. You're, you're praising the Lord. And you get... Someone cuts you off. It, it happens. It's, it's deeper than what, what you really understand. Matthew 5, verses 10 to 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. In closing, let's read Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 to 14. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to him, Take heed that no one deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginnings, the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. This is a reality that we face. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Sobering words. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. 
And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. We are here. I want you to understand that we're here in this time period right now. This isn't going anywhere. This isn't something that you can run from. This is the reality of where we're at in this season. Desperate times. Now is not the time to be walking the fence. Now is the time to be all in for Christ. Because you never know when the Antichrist spirit is going to be around about you. And you could be in a situation where you have to make that decision. Do you love God enough to have yourself lose your life? This, the reality of this is, is right now. We are in desperate times, but God has been promising us that he's going to bring the glory and he's going to cause revival to take place within the land and within the region. But you need to look at this in a different perspective as well, because when that deeper glory hits, it's going to bring out the stronger devils in people. And those stronger devils are not going to like that deeper glory that God is bringing. So what's, what is that going to bring? It's going to bring a deeper attack upon you. Upon you who are carrying that glory. And we cannot walk around with our heads in the sands thinking that everything is going to be love and kumbaya and people are going to hug us all the time and it's not going to work. You got to be aware of what you're carrying. You got to be aware of how heavy and how strong this anointing is that God is bringing to us as his Christians because he wants the world saved. He wants us to use that anointing to bring people into his kingdom. It's not a light thing that we have anymore. Because this, this anointing, this glory that God is bringing is going to stir up the devils in people. And sometimes it could stir up confrontations. And you have to be aware of that. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for this season that we're in. And I pray that as your members listened and it went deep into their spirit, that you would cause this word to grow. You would cause it to mature. And then, Father, we would become so hungry for souls that none of this will matter. We will make the decision to serve you no matter what. If it costs us our lives, if it costs us even being dismembered. Can somebody hear me? This is Montana Civil Defense. Come in here, calling Raven. Come on, Raven. Come in here, calling Raven. Come in here to Raven. Talk to me,
we're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.